Okay, Hopper here. We're back with uh, Game Investing Radio, and uh, Shock has got uh, an update on the uh, Boston game. So we got another game in the can, Shock? Another game in the can. Celtics win 109-101 over the Sixers in the third game of round one in this Eastern Conference matchup. Jason Tatum drops 32 points and 13 rebounds. Wow. Or this year. I mean, this guy is... Straight up going off in the playoffs in the first game. Jason Tatum statistics. Okay, I'm going to look him up because I don't know a lot about Jason Tatum. I know he's hot in sports cards and, of course, Boston, which we call pedigree in the comic business. And that's actually bleeding over into video games. The pedigree on the Boston Celtics now, Shock. I mean, who has more pedigree? Is it the Celtics or the Lakers? The Celtics do because you go back to the fifties and sixties with Bill Russell and you, you can't you can't beat that kind of pedigree when it comes to championship rings. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know, we were yeah, talking about time, that early. Celtics are the all time leaders in NBA champions. They have seventeen, the Lakers have sixteen. Wow. And you were telling me Bill Russell is truly the GOAT when we're talking about rings? Yes, he is the goat of rings, 11 rings. I mean, nobody's even close to 11 rings. Now, there are some coattail Celtics, and this is another podcast, but I'll just throw it in, sure. that have eight or nine. And then you go to, like, Robert Ory, who is a little bit of an outlier with three teams, has seven. And then you go to six with Jordan, you know, and, and the, that level of guys. But I'm glad yeah. you mentioned I'm glad you mentioned Hori because if coattail rings become something in sports card investing or whatever, um, I think Hori I think you can get started started investing in Hori for probably under a hundred dollars, I'm guessing. And and so, he's he's got six rings, you're saying, the same as Jordan? Uh, Ori has seven. Seven. And... He has more championships than Michael Jordan. Right. So there's nobody he is, and Robert Ory is not in the Hall of Fame for basketball. So there's nobody with more rings or as many rings that is not in the Hall of Fame. In fact, everybody with six Bob Cousy, Kareem, Jordan, Pippen, all in the Hall of Fame. Almost everybody with five. There's a few guys, more role players with five, like Steve Kerr, Ron Harper, that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Derek Fisher has what? five. Long story short on Hori, we had a card shop back in the day when Hori came out as a rookie. I'm looking on eBay right now. He had a $50 sale last month. And guess what it was, Shock? Do you remember our Vegas card show? I do. Do you remember taking Hoops Magic's all-rookie team, as in Magic Johnson and the card company Skybox collaborated kind of like Gary V and Panini today and they created a special set which had never been done in basketball cards and guess who was in that set obviously Shaq and Morning right was Matumbo right. I can't remember guess what I'm looking at right now Robert Dory it's a beautiful white bordered card with a nice gold foil stamp on the side it says Magic's all rookie team Robert Horry. PSA 10 sold for 50 bucks. So you can get into a guy with seven championship rings, one more than the GOAT Jordan, for 50 bucks. Now, to get into Jordan or LeBron, you might need 
to get a piece like that. So I'm glad you brought up Rings. I think that's a great podcast episode. That might even be a few podcasts, I'm thinking. You were saying coattails, all-time greats, goats, non-hoffers that have rings. What is that? Four, five, six episodes right there. That's a lot of episodes. And as you know, Robert Ory's nickname was Big Shot Bob. I don't remember that. Big Shot Bob. You got to be kidding me. Clutch shooting in important games. Widely considered one of the great clutch performers in NBA history. I mean, he made a lot of huge shots in NBA Finals games. I think that's the thing that's missing in the modern day because everybody's backed up. Everybody already is backed up. The question is, can you back up and make it with less than one second? And Horry does that, didn't he? Or did that? He did many last-second shots to win games, yes. He, he Big Shot Bob, yeah. So Big Shot Bob, in a way, is a clutch goat. And he has seven rings to back it up? Seven rings. More than Jordan. More than Jordan. He's a clutch goat. I mean, yeah. let's just start a new hashtag today. Clutch goat. You know? Clutch goat. Ring bearer. Ring coat tail. Clutch goat. So Hori... Yeah, uh, Hopper and Shock are basically saying Robert Horry is undervalued in the current sports card bubble. As we look at the NBA bubble where there really is no technical clutch shots, that's something that people are going to forget about this season. But if we go live next season after a vaccine, you're going to see a lot of these players like Donovan Mitchell. Can Donovan Mitchell drop 50 or 60 points with 50,000 screaming fans and hit a game-winning shot with a second or two left on the clock like Lillard can. We know Lillard can, but can Donovan Mitchell, can Tatum, can Ben Simmons, I doubt it, can Lonzo Ball, can Zion, can all these, you know, the other guy that went off last night but lost the game. You know, all these sports cards that are in the $5,000, $10,000 range, are they clutch goats? Can they win? Are they on the right team? Do they have the right pieces? So we could talk about a lot of things in this podcast. This is wonderful. This could should be very helpful in what Gary calls education. This is for educational purposes only. Yeah, and you know who's getting an education right now are the Mavericks. The Clippers are up <laughs> 18 to 5 oh. uh, to start this fourth playoff game of the first day of the first round of the NBA playoffs. Welcome to another GOAT, Kawhi Leonard. A guy that plays defense. He doesn't just play one side of the ball like, uh, yeah, I love Luka and all, but can he play D? Can Luka play any defense when it comes down to, let's say, three minutes left in in a finals NBA and finals NBA finals and you need to win the game and you need to stop the other guy? You know, you need to stop a Lillard. You need to stop LP, LBJ playing point. Can Luca lock down a point guard? Uh, don't know about that. Don't know if he can really do that kind of. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Luca as a two-way player like I would see Kawhi. Michael Jordan, like I would see LeBron James, like I would see Kawhi Leonard. These are true two-way players that play defense just as hard, if not harder, than they play offense. Yeah, I think that's another factor in sports cards. If you want to build your portfolio around goats, 
you might want to look into two-way players because those are the professionals that take their career seriously. And if you look at the game of basketball, it's it's 50% offense, 50% defense. And the question is, where do you want to allocate your skills? And like we were talking, Zion, obviously he's all offense. You know, he's all offense. And then you've got other guys that are all defense. But then you've got these elites, Jordan, LeBron, Kawhi Leonard. They've got rings. They play both sides of the ball. They can hit, you know, under pressure. They can win games. They can make key blocks like LeBron does in finals. Yeah, I mean, that's really part of the GOAT conversation. Can you at least play defense when it's needed? And, and don't forget Kobe Bryant in that conversation. I'm sorry, Kobe. I didn't mean to leave you out. I, I don't know a lot about Kobe's defense because I didn't. Once we once we sold altered shot to Brian uh, down in, you know, he's down in Orange County. I've been chatting with him on uh, LinkedIn. After we sold the shot to Brian, I kind of I kind of left the NBA for a while, Shock. So it's so exciting to, you know, hook back up after 15 years. But I miss the Kobe era. I love Kobe. I, I respect his legacy. I can't believe he won an Oscar as a cherry on top of his rings. But um, I don't know a lot about Kobe's game other than what I've seen on YouTube. You know, highlights here and there. And usually highlights are offensive. You don't see defensive highlights. He definitely could play defense. There's no question. He could, he could shut a guy down if needed. Um, he played hard on that end, for sure. So there's, what? There's no question. What's going on in the bubble? Is it just all offense? Well, it's a lot of offense, but again, a team like Toronto, I believe, is playing a lot of defense. Good point. And one of the Lakers' strengths is going to be defense. Mm -hmm. um, LeBron can play defense. AD, huge defensive player. So LeBron on Lillard, is LeBron covering Lillard every time up the floor then? No, no. no. They start off with maybe KCP. Um, so they switch? Can you explain that? For, yeah. for, for kids out there that might want to become a basketball player, could you explain these transitions that are hard to understand? when you transition from office offense to defense and you are an elite player, but you might not be a two-way player. What do you do? Do you switch with another player? Yeah, you switch, you, you work on whatever the best matchup is. So you may not, you may not be guarding the same player who's guarding you. There can be switches back and forth, but at the end of the day, top player versus top player is likely going to happen at the end of a game. So yeah, if, you know, Clippers and Lakers are in the West finals. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard has the ball. Yeah. And LeBron hasn't been guarding him most of the game. He's going to go on to him. Yeah. Or vice versa. I mean, that's yeah. just what's going to happen. That's an excellent example. Really easy to grasp. Now, the question that I'm confused about is, what is LeBron doing for the first three quarters? Who, like, is he covering the second threat, the third threat? Is he covering size-based matchups? Like, how does the coach figure all that out? Second or third threat. And, and remember, too, 
you know, the NBA does allow zone defense now. That changed, so, didn't it? Didn't Jordan didn't rules change that? Or did, yes. Did that yes. change during the Jordan rules or because uh, of the Jordan rules? Well, kind of just after it, but it used to be, right, it used to be if you were within a certain, right, in the Jordan days, yeah, you had to play man-to-man. So if you yeah. sagged on a player too much, they'd call it illegal D. Illegal D happened all the time. Happened all the time because the guy was sagging off too much. You were basically in a no man's land of between your player and then the guy you were going to go over to double team, and you weren't exactly. you weren't committing, exactly. in other words, right? Right. So now they basically just eliminated that and said, you know what? You don't have to play a player. The only thing that you can't do is just sit in the key. Okay. You know camping. Yeah. Right, right. So there is still an illegal defense. I see. It's just you can't if if you aren't guarding a player in the key, you can't just camp in the key. In other words, there's defensive okay. three seconds. You can't just sit in the key okay. for three seconds guarding nobody. No campfires down low, but you can camp in the middle of two players. Absolutely. You can, you can, I've seen box and ones. I mean, they played zone defense. You can do that now. Okay. Now that we, now that we understand the new rules of defense, can you explain why we don't see triple teaming? We talked Um, about this last time, but can you explain it again based on coaching defense? Is it because everybody's an offensive threat? Is that simply it? It just doesn't make sense anymore. Or there is no Jordan, and there have there never will be a Jordan. There never will be a player you need to th- – is that Jordan only? Is a triple team for Jordan only? Is that a Jordan rule? It's, it's, it's only because of the – because you couldn't play zone then. So you had to guard a player. So you had to say, I'm going to commit to guarding Jordan. Okay. Instead okay. of this guarded area. Okay. And, so- and cover an area that he might drive to. Okay, so, so it's, a, it's a combination of illegal D and Jordan. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the rules have changed Definitely. since Jordan played. Definitely, so I think that's what's great. You can play a different style of defense, and and when you can play zone like that, it is hard to throw it into a guy because you could sag off your man if he can't shoot the three, and you know, kind of deflect the pass that's coming into the post yeah so so let's let's back up a little and look through history because we talked about pedigree which is important in comics and video games but pedigree in the nba have there been any defensive dynasties since the pistons well i would say that the spurs have they would be known as a defensive team, and they won five championships playing hard defensive basketball. Do those five players. rings include Dr. and Duncan? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. Dr. is but, definitely a defensive player. He's a he's a brick wall. But Duncan, I don't know much about his defense. I mean, he played forward. Did was he a center no. or a forward? Don't forget, Kawhi played for the Spurs. Oh yeah, Kawhi. I mean, that's what he was. He was a defensive specialist in the beginning of his yes. career. You know, let's yes. let's expand on that for the people listening. When you get into a new game, a new business, a new podcast, a new project, you do not have to start with the skills that you want to develop. 
So Kawhi Leonard is a great example. He started as a defensive specialist, but I do believe in Toronto he blossomed as a as a clutch offensive player. Correct me if I'm wrong, but his two-way went from defense to offense. Or was he offensive in San Diego State days? No, he became better in the, it, later on in his career. He came, became more improved as an offensive player. Yeah, because I think his field goal percentages must have improved. I'm going to pull him up. You you can talk about um, um, the Spurs and and I don't know I don't know much about anything beyond the Spurs. I'm kind of out of it when it comes from like 95. Let's say 90, maybe 2000 to now. So. Kawhi Leonard statistics is really interesting because Kawhi Leonard has gone through multiple generations, right? He was there with the Spurs dynasty. He grabbed a ring with Toronto, and now he's trying to bring it back to the West Coast. Trying to bring it back to the clip, yes. To the clip. Remember when we were dreaming about buying the Clippers? Yep. I mean, were we dreamers? We started a little card shop in 1991, went on the internet, what, 10, 15 years before Bezos started Amazon? And uh, I remember one of our dreams was like to build like a, a bar and a, like a live, a place where we could do live music next door. And then we started dreaming bigger. And we're all, we think the Clippers are undervalued. You know, what if we bought that team and renovated the roster and, you know, brought in some new blood? Were we just dreamers? I mean, this is a fuzzy memory, but we were serious in a way, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, we saw something that, that could happen and we saw the big market. Yep. You know. But if you go back, if you look at Kawhi's, I'm looking at Kawhi's year to year. Me I mean, too. third year of Kawhi Leonard, he only averaged 12 points a game. I mean, who would have even thought, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy's going to be the shit of the NBA. Yeah, yeah. So that's, oh. that's the lesson for the kids today is you can start with, you know, something that people are overlooking, such as defense. And then you can improve that next skill to make you a world-class performer, no matter if it's a podcast, a YouTube channel. So maybe that's the lesson for our podcast. I started with video games, and here we are talking sports. Wow. Thank you, Kawhi. I mean, by, by Kawhi's fifth year, in Kawhi's fifth year, he shot 44% on three-point shoot, shooting. That's know? amazing. I'm looking at this. Eight points a game, 11 points a game, 12 points a game, 16, 21, 25. If you can make a six-year run improving a skill that used to be maybe not your best thing, in your arsenal, you are definitely a hard worker. You're hungry. You've got the mental strength and stamina to improve yourself on a daily basis. Kawhi is a winner. You can just see it. Now, what's he doing tonight? Is he winning tonight? Um, well, I'm going to say that he is winning 25 to 20. No, 27 to 25 with 254 left in the first quarter. Interesting. Now, is he carrying? Is he going to have to carry the Clippers, or is is Paul no. George and Beverly big enough to get through the lake, or Lillard and company? 
No, the Clippers have a complete team. I mean, they have a championship team. They're and the this w- is why the Final Four is going to be really, really exciting. So the Clippers, on paper, win it all, right? When you just look at the stats and the positions and the matchups, is it the Clippers on paper? Uh, you, I mean, it depends on what book you look at, but I, Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks. Yeah. Or it's really a three-team race, yeah. and yeah. From what I was researching today, it's probably the first time ever that there's kind of three favorites. Usually, there's one overwhelming favorite, yeah, or there's one in one conference and one in the other. Like you knew in the '80s, okay, Boston's going to play the Lakers for the finals, but there's nobody else really close to those two. Yeah, I remember those sure, days. There's really three that are very powerful um, and and could all claim, a, hey, we, we're the best team, but we're going to find out by watching these playoffs. So the Jordan years, the Kobe years, the Curry years, there really wasn't that second Boston versus Laker type of rivalry. Someone that was legit that could give them a run for the money. I mean, Detroit Pistons, I don't know. They did win a few rings, though. And then what about Kobe and Shaq era? Was there any thorn in their side? In the Kobe and Shaq era? Yeah. Yeah. The Spurs. Oh, the Spurs. Yeah, sure. Man, how come we always forget about the Spurs, don't we? And here I'm looking at Kawhi's stat sheet. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. And how many rings did he get with the Spurs? Two? Um, he didn't get three, did he? He doesn't have four rings, does he? No, 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 no. The, um, the claw, board man, fun guy, the hand, the Terminator. Man, he sure did collect a lot of nicknames. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's that's a good one, man. Um, so Kawhi Leonard cards, uh, yeah, they're going for twenty grand a pop. Just a regular a regular PSA ten rookie card. I would say five to. Oh my God, one sold for five, and then the same card sold for twenty. What's going on in sports cards? Now that that doesn't make sense. I see. The one that sold for five was coming from the UK. So people were scared to bid on it. Someone, mm-hmm. some, a couple people are nabbing Kawhi's for five grand, but I've seen him go for as high as 20. So Kawhi is somewhere, you need five grand to really invest in Kawhi. He's already considered a goat in uh, sports cards. So, so Kawhi has two. He has one in 14 with the Spurs, and then obviously last year with Toronto. And then if he could win this year with the Clip, he would be just the third player in NBA history to win with three different teams. Now, we already talked about Big Shot Bob. Yeah, Horry, man. But the third player, a very obscure player, not in the Hall of Fame, but he's won four rings with three different teams, the Pistons, Bulls, and Lakers. Yeah, and that's Pistons. Okay, John wait a second. Wait Spider a second. Sally. John Sally. We talked about this earlier. I guessed Rodman, and I was wrong. Because Rodman, only he only won it with the Pistons and the Bulls. That's right. 
But how many does Rodman must have like four or five rings then? So Sally has six rings on three different teams. Wait a second. Three rings? I'm confused. Four. Four with three teams, and Kawhi has a chance three on three. And LeBron yeah. is like two for eight on two teams. He's won three. He's won two with the Heat and one with oh, three. Cleveland. So he's legit. He's got three. So if he wins yeah, a four. Yeah, he's up with Steph Curry. He's in the three hole. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys with four, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like Shaq, like Robert Parrish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, to me, five is kind of the mother load. Like that's. Yeah, that's. That's you know, elite. That's elite goat. I mean, wow, five. Tim Duncan. That's Kobe Bryant. That's Magic Johnson. That's Dennis Rodman. Yeah, and believe it or not, that's Don Nelson from the Boston Celtics. You mentioned that, and the the thing I keep that keeps ringing in my head is what you brought up last last podcast about, and that means five teams got denied. You know, when you grab five rings, that means five guys didn't get a ring, and that's a lot of pain. That is a lot of pain Jordan inflicted on the NBA. I mean, mailman, like you said, I mean, all these Hall of Fame, Ewing, Barkley, you know, ouch, ouch, ouch. Jordan grabs six and you get zero. That is, that's got to be something you got to, you got to consider when you're thinking about investing long term. Is this guy going to get a ring? And can he get through a Kawhi, a LeBron, you know? Whoever's whoever's got rings on their fingers already. How how difficult is their path? How you difficult know, are, is their path? Is that a is podcast? there teams in their own division or own conference that are as good or better, and they have to just get through them just to get to the finals? Well, you mentioned the path in the East is is kind of like an elevator. So let's go back to uh, Boston because we only have four minutes left. How's the path looking to the finals for Tatum? Does he have any chance? Uh, Tatum has a path. Um, I think they will win the first round, certainly against Philly. Um, but then, you know, after that, let's see. Then they've got to play. They're they've gonna... got to play. Milwaukee or Toronto in the second round. Oh, so, that's a you tough know, one. Yeah, but that's that's the path to the NBA Finals. You Ouch. Know? Okay, um, so the 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 Kawhi path is it through Lillard then LeBron or LeBron then Lillard or LeBron or Lillard? Um, it's only through Lillard if Lillard beats the Lake. I mean, if. I see. Okay, so it's LeBron. So it's not going to be Kawhi Lillard then Kawhi LeBron. It's either Kawhi versus LeBron or, I guess, Beverly on Lillard. Yeah, let me go back to the bracket. But um, so the game going on right now is Clippers. And did Boston win that game? Tatum dropped. Uh, yeah, Boston won. Boston won, and Tatum dropped thirty or something. Nothing. So today's news is really Donovan Mitchell. Today's shocker. Yeah, and Toronto lighting it up. Toronto lighting it up, and Donovan Mitchell, uh, you right. know, challenging Elgin Baylor and Jordan, which which is just amazing. We know something weird's going to happen in the bubble. I mean, it's just only natural. 
um, right. new, new circumstances. Wasn't it Einstein or someone said that if you do the same thing over and over again, you'll never get a new outcome? So here we got something that's brand new, never been done before. There's going to be a new outcome. I can just feel it. Something, something interesting and weird is going to happen in the bubble. We're so lucky, actually, to be alive during this time of social media, and we're able to have this bubble playoffs, and there's not going to be an asterisk. I mean, it's such a great time to be alive and to be a sports fan and even an investor. You don't have to go to the stock market. You can bet on your favorite player and buy his video game or his card or even buy his book or maybe even watch his movie like Kobe has a movie on YouTube. It's just an amazing world right now. So we got a minute and a half left. So, Coach, what would you like to close on? Uh, well, I'm excited for tomorrow's action. You know, we're going to have the Lakers in Portland. We're going to have Houston and OKC. I'm excited about Lillard and uh, LeBron showing yep. me their, their playoff game. That's, I'm that's really the 9 p.m. Eastern game tomorrow. Um, the Freak will open up against Orlando. Uh-huh. And Indiana, Miami, that's the 4-5 game okay. in the East. Um, so so we got a couple seconds left. Shock, you want to give us any calls for someone going off tomorrow? Any predictions you'd like to capture in the Evergreen? Um, I think we're going to see a big game from Kyle Kuzma tomorrow night. Really? That's against interesting. Portland. Yes. I, I, you know, I want to say Lillard's going to go off, but I don't think he's going to score 60. I think he's going to score maybe 43. Well, we've hyped him a lot. And remember, it's a seven game series. So yeah. he has four games at least to go off in any one of those four games. The idea that it's going to be tomorrow night, we'll see. Yeah. Prove, has... prove me wrong, Dame Time. I'm calling 43. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to Game Investing. Hopper and Shock here signing out.